If you're like us, you'll want to keep dirt out of your pores and in your inbox with the culture newsletter everyone's talking about. Avid listeners of this show know our skepticism when it comes to new media. So when we say dirt is the only Web3 media project that doesn't suck, brother, you better believe it. But don't just take our word for it. The Coveteur calls dirt thought-provoking musings about internet culture, while The Face recommends you subscribe if you don't want to read a novel but love entertainment. Dirt's rotating cast of contributors cover everything from Radio Shack's horny Twitter account to Chris Jenner's masterclass to NFTs that don't make you want to log off forever. With Dirt, you can read about a forgotten Gossip Girl spinoff, Nepo Babies, and posting through Phil Mickelson's new golf venture, all in one place, your inbox. Find out why New York Magazine says Dirt is like getting a note about something interesting from a smart friend. In other words, it's like us letting you in on Environ, or Ice Clinical, or Soft Services Buffing Bar. Not sure what to watch, read, or stream next? Brother, Dirt will tell you. Hear directly from the tastemakers, defining virtual culture and trends. And best of all, it's fucking free. Add dirt to your daily routine, before or after you moisturize. Your choice. Visit dirt.fyi to learn more. Dewey Dudes, episode 85. We're back. It's been it's been a minute since we've we've podcasted, and by a minute I mean Two days, three days, a week. Oh shit, that is a minute. It has been a minute. We slowed, we slowed the grind down. It 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 turned out it wasn't sustainable, or maybe we just aren't cut out to be a list tier podcasters. We're not we're not the Rogans of the world. We're not the How Long Gons of the world, but we're still the number one skincare podcast in all of the northern hemisphere. I think it's working out though. I think I think I think it's working out because we released the podcast a week ago and then like four days later we put one out. I think we've been pretty good about being consistent with two a week. Yeah, we've been s- or at least like six a month. Yeah, six you know? a month, which is pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, we've been good. I know we've been good yeah. because quite a few people have texted me saying chill with the podcast. You guys are yeah. Have they really? No, just kidding. Just uh before that dinner party on Friday, I originally had told Julia, ah, I can't attend, like we're we're podcasting, and she said, Chill with the pods. And then oh, okay, and then okay. friend of the pod, Kirk, actually jokingly also said something about us potting too much. But they are still listening. They're still listening. They're tuning in every <laughs> oh, ep- no. so they love to see everybody wants to see the grind. They want to see us succeed. They go to bed thinking, I, I wish, I can't wait for the day those dewy dudes, they get what they, not deserve, they they get something out of the grind, whatever that is, whatever form of sure. success, whatever success means to us. But anyway, what's up? How, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, you know, the Monday snuck up on me. Today is Monday. Uh, if anyone's listening to this for the first time and it's released in a couple of days, today is Monday. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I just, I had a, a pretty great weekend of kind of doing nothing. It was mm. well needed. I feel like I've been grinding just enough. I had a wonderful time visiting the Guggenheim for the first time in my life. Damn. And uh, yeah, it was, it was sick. Have you ever been? Yeah, I've been a couple times. Um, it's uh, yeah. people forget how nice it is. I used to go more often when I lived on the Upper West Side because I would just like walk across the park, 
And um, I lived about, about around the same height, I think. So if you just take a little 20, 25 minute walk through the mm-hmm. park, end up at the Guggenheim, look at some art. How was, how, how was the art viewing? Oh, it was great. I mean, I think that's, I mean, everyone comments on this, but it's probably the most, uh, the, the best way to experience a museum in that you feel like you're like psychologically, you feel like you're not taking too many steps or you're not get growing tired because you just keep going up and up and up. Um, yeah. and you're not feeling like you're covering a lot of, a lot of space, but you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, uh, floor after floor, it's, uh, it's a heavy hitter, but I thought one of the most fucked up takeaways from this experience was, what, what so is I was there with, Anna, I was there with Anna and mm-hmm. we're enjoying the art. We're seeing everything we're seeing. We're seeing Picasso. We're seeing some Rousseau's, some Monet's. And you know some of some of the most the classics prolific, iconic artists of in, in history in history, and it was great. Mm-hmm. But the highlight had to had to be all right. So right now, if you go to the Guggenheim, they're still masking up. You have to be masked the whole entire time, which has its pros. You know, in that like, all right, if you look like shit, at least half your face Mask is covered. Up. Yeah, I'm all for that. About like halfway halfway up the spiral. We're coming out of the cafe because I needed I needed a water and I needed a, a shot of espresso mm. uh, because you know I just I wanted to have my viewing experience enhanced enhanced by caffeinated. some caffeine. I walk out and I see these very familiar eyes. <laughs> what did you see? <laughs> Anna sees uh-huh. these very familiar eyes as well. Okay, and you know i've got boy brain immediately and she, you know anna turns to me and she goes you know who that was i go oh i know who that was <laughs> who was Guess who it was guess i have absolutely no idea who would you both know <laughs> mia khalifa mia khalifa do you know who mia yeah, khalifa is i know is? who mia khalifa is that what what how do you know y'all... how do you know who mia khalifa is i feel like even if like i know of mia khalifa from my from okay i shouldn't say childhood but from my from your from childhood my teen, who didn't know mia khalifa as a as That's a 12, 12 year old in in kansas you know i bet y'all looked at each other and you said there's there's the real art even though isn't she, isn't she like no she's like a well no you weren't 12 you're were probably like 18 or 19 because she was like i remember really? when she popped on the scene and uh now she has like a lot of success and you know owning her own um right her She's own verticals yeah. yeah but there was all that news remember when she like didn't make that much money off of porn and everyone yeah. was like that like baffled by that um mm-hmm. but uh, anyway yeah she was there <laughs> i love that just i mean like that was our that was our fucking highlight that was the highlight of the guggenheim not the art it was just running into a familiar character on the internet and um that isn't my first run-in with uh, a former sex worker they just can't stay away in new york not like <laughs> they can't stay away from you like recently recently i should have finished yeah. that sentence i also do you know who joanna angel is i have no fucking idea who joanna okay. angel is. all right for like the three people That's listening for, yeah, yeah I, like uh i i don't know i i think there's something wrong with my brain i think i mm-hmm. i did something to myself a long time ago to be able to id all of these internet personalities out just by their real life just by their beautiful just by just just knowing just knowing i don't know if anybody has any stories about seeing um various sex workers or porn stars out out in the real world you know i'm curious to hear what that was like for you what it did 
psychically to your brain. Yeah, chime in. But um, <laughs> anyway, but after after the Guggenheim, we went to uh, John Brown's barbecue. Oh yeah, I love John Brown in Long Island City, right? Is it Long Island City? Yeah. Wow. It's Long Island City. Yeah, I was feeling the, yeah the uh, the Chicago of New York, Long Island City. It's, yeah. If you want to um, you know, get a little taste of the loop, go up to Long Island City for all you homesick Midwesterners. I mean, that's why I went. I was I was a little homesick for KC, mm-hmm. and I thought, mm, some burnt ends, uh, some 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 coleslaw, and a liters worth of coke damn that'll you didn't that'll get a, solve me you didn't get a yeah. uh you didn't get the um tank seven that no i didn't know i wasn't looking to get fucking, fucking buzzed at buzz. like <laughs> what i like blacked out at like a one one p.m yeah, on, you a, drink on a sunday but one of those and you're done wow what a yeah damn that's that sounds like quite a nice what a nice sunday yeah what have you what have you been up to i heard you got a facial recently yeah that's the only thing you know just working i got a i got a facial hour-long facial at nest wellness thanks to amity the esthetician over there she uh gifted us both complimentary facials of course i hopped on that immediately and said let me get one of those before i take off to mexico she uses all marie veronique products which i used to use back in the days when cat beauty was still around and does a lot of okay. lot of a uh, lot of massaging goes into it, not lo- lo- you know lim- lymphatic stimmy little stimulation, not not drainage. Uh, she made that clear that it's stimulation, not full drainage. But um, sorry, I I, I, I hear I hear drainage <laughs> and I just think drain drain gang and I'm like what what is I don't even know to be yeah. honest. Is that an artist? I don't know what drain gang. Drain is. this gang that. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, I mean look I'm 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 glowing. You know it was it. Yeah, you look great. I, I uh, I didn't really my pores weren't really like that bad, so it didn't really feel like an intense facial or anything. But I I really came out of it feeling extremely like my skin felt extremely hydrated, which I haven't had. Um, I haven't felt that in quite some time. I mean, of course, you know, Jill, great facial, Jill, amazing facial. I mean, I feel, okay, now I'm, I'm talking to myself into a hole here. Amazing facial with Jill at practice as well. But, uh, it was nice to, it was nice to feel, feel good after this. Someone else's hands Someone, on your face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sick yeah. of Jill. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's good variety, you know, sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes you just need the touch of another woman, you know? Yeah, which you know, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm famously not getting. But uh, uh, before, well, hey, that's great. I mean, I lo- always love, I always love the how whenever we get, um, you're all, like, we, we get an email about going and visiting a facialist or getting some products. Like, I'm like kind of slow to respond and like schedule it, and then whenever I talk to you, you're like, yo, I already did it. You know, like you're, that- you're. <laughs> Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I was damn. Like, I was, and I was sometimes like, I kind of feel like sometimes I feel a little left out. I'm like, oh, I thought we were gonna go together for that, and then you're well, like, no, like, bro, I already did it. Well, it's like it's one. You know, I was I was while I was like sitting there waiting for the facial to begin, I was I had that thought. I was like, I wonder if she wanted us both to come in at the same time. But then it's like, okay, there's only one esthetician, so it's not like she's gonna like we're gonna get facial a little couples facials at the, facial at the same time you know sure but uh yeah no sure. i always um i was i actually told her as well i was like i oh, have she's like i hope evan comes in i said yeah he's just a little slower to respond to the hop on the hop on the emails about about product and whatnot and i'm always just like I, yeah bro, i got the package already you know well it's it's good for mystique on my end they go what is exactly. he thinking what is he doing and um what i'm doing is 
a little skincare plug right now. I went to the uh, Japanese market in Williamsburg Mm -hmm. and I picked up these sheet masks. And so I haven't done a sheet mask since maybe like 2018. Right. But um, I was just so mesmerized by the packaging. I can't read a word of it, but it's inspired (laughs) by this this 70s manga. It's called the Rose Mm -hmm. of Versailles. It looks like this. It's got this this femboy um, comforting beautiful. this crying beautiful princess, and mm-hmm. she's crying. And I guess on the back, if you translate it, the whole entire story behind it is, um, or what, the way they message to you as a product is like, you know, wear one of these, get your glow back, and he'll never leave you. And mm. um, I just thought that was a very tragic way to sell skincare. And I, that's also an endorsement on my end. I think people should get sillier with it. I think this is the way to do it. Yeah. No more sterile packaging. Speaking of sterile packaging, uh, I ran out of my cleanser. So I'm having to use the skin by Kim. And what I need is a story like this injected into my skincare routine. And so if you guys want to check that out, if you already know about it and I'm late to the game, that's, that's possible. Go, go to, I forget what the Japanese markets. I think it's like, Tenichi, have you heard uh, of it? I didn't even. Is this new? I didn't even know about it. No, it's been around for a while. What uh, what part of Williamsburg? Um, uh, it's by like Vice Williamsburg. It's by or? like Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. Oh, yeah. The Labo. In the in yeah. the thick of it. In the thick of it. Yeah, the Nighthawk. Um, should we get into this yeah. guest interview that we have, Emilio? We got a wonderful guest on today. Miss, no, I'm not gonna say Miss. Forbes thirty under thirty previously head of social and strategy at GQ, now editor-in-chief at High Snobiety. Who do we have, Evan? We have the wonderful Willa Bennett, who uh, in this interview just radiates so much positivity, gets us thinking a little bit different about social, um, takes us out, well, maybe not Emilio, but de- definitely takes me out of my my grumpy old man ways and, and, and no, I was gets me kind of excited you know, about... What? Yeah, she no, she pulled me out too. She's got she has me excited about about life. Uh, yeah, just the whole entire lean in kind of like aspect of social media now. Everyone mm-hmm. who's been kind of like, oh no, what's happening to the culture? It's like it is happening with or without you. Jump right. on board. Don't ask any questions. You know, become you know, become one with uh with our beautiful 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 channels. <laughs> Without further ado, here is Willa Bennett. Yeah, what is up, Willa? How is it going? Hello. Thank you for having me. Very excited to be here. Big fan of the pod. All the compliments you normally get. <laughs> what are the what are all the normal compliments? What do we usually get? What have you heard about us? Yeah, let's uh let's hear them. You know, you're sitting uh sitting at a cool bar in Manhattan and someone's like, You listen to Dewey Dukes? And I'm like, Yeah, totally, totally. Oh, okay. Gonna be fun. What yeah, you guys are good right now. I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> what would this cool bar be? 
I'm curious to hear that. <laughs> we'll bleep it out. No, bleep it out. We don't. We don't give them. We don't give them free advertising on this podcast. They have to pay for that. Absolutely not, Emilio. We have a guest. We do. And, you know, we don't want to steal her shine. Yeah. We are talking with the wonderful Willa Bennett. Thank you for being here today. Of course, I'm happy to be here. It's the highlight of my day for sure. Been looking forward to it all day. Amazing. Let's get. You look great. Let's get into the podcast. Let's kick it off with everyone's favorite segment drop the routine <laughs> give us the give us the current lineup give us the 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 everything what what goes into the beatification of willa bennett how do we get looking as glowing as you let's go um okay so i actually have very sensitive skin so my skincare routine is going to impress no one listening um but i like ride or die for cetaphil i am like in the morning okay cetaphil, clean uh, cleanser lots of moisturizer i think moisturizer is the secret to life um i was a really serious dancer growing up and so i'd wash my face like truly four or five times a day before dance after dance during dance you know, when I got home from school, in between school and dance, literally every single moment, I would just be like washing my face. And I swear, moisturizer was the thing that like helped me through that time. Um, so yeah, those are my two. They're both. Um, I uh, wear a bunch of like essential oils, because scent is very important. And I, I think it's like a very personal, real thing. Um, it's like a mix of like, cologne and like some essential oil so it's like kind of feminine uh so it's like those, yeah. those are the the pillars of my beauty routine what's your what are the essential oils brands that uh is interesting it's actually oh. different ones um some are from the fork green farmers market okay. uh this like gucci cologne that i love uh sometimes like i'll be going through whole foods and i'll just like check out <laughs> some new ones to add it's like an ongoing thing it's it's kind of grown up with me and it's changed in different parts of my life uh again i think scent is so personal and so real when it comes to scent do you know what kind of notes you're you lean towards oh, that's interesting um i don't know but i've always gotten comments that are like you smell like willa you smell like willa so even as it changes uh -huh. it, it does have to stay in the same universe if that makes sense yeah. Do you think you like gravitate towards certain scents based on the time of the year, like lighten it up in the summer and something thicker in the winter or just day by day? Totally. And like eras in your life. Like, mm. I don't know. When I was like starting my new job, I was like, we're going to change this up a bit. You added some more, you know? Yeah. Different. I think season seasonality is really interesting um, in terms of that. But it, it kind of it, it is a kind of an extension of my personal style scent, I would say. Yeah, I was I was I was gonna ask this because you know the tie is such a staple um, Willa Bennett look, right? And I was wondering, is there like a beauty era that you're in currently mm -hmm. related to that, or no? <laughs> or do you? Or is this is this the look? Is this like we're married to this forever? <laughs> um, that's interesting. Uh, I I don't really wear a lot of makeup, but right now I'm like in a very no makeup okay. phase, in a very like uh you know like I, I got a haircut right before i started my job and i like change up my scent a bit uh the ties are staying i get that question probably 15 <laughs> times a day the stat okay. the ties are forever like the ties are never hell yeah to the cop um but i will say i'm in like a no makeup phase right now which i really like uh it's been really nice as you can tell in the zoom still glowing still glowing yeah so so the cetaphil moisturizer and cleanser but what i didn't hear is any sunscreen sunscreen 
yeah, sunscreen. I'm like, should probably uh, wear more sunscreen. Mm. Uh, but that, that's on my like, that's on my next era to do list. <laughs> okay. Add sunscreen. I do drink a lot of water. I, I think water is really, really, really important. And I like eat really healthy. And that comes from, a, you know, growing up being a really serious dancer and having to sustain myself for yeah. so long in class. Like I'm very intentional about what I put in my body and how I treat my body. Um, and that definitely is reflected in like the clothes I wear and the brands I support and just my relationship to style in general. Uh, so water, I will say is always really, really important and definitely great for skincare sunscreen. I need to get more on the train of, but I'm getting there. It's a work in progress. Okay. Do you have like a, uh, another form of sun protection? Do you got like a, a hat you're rocking these days? Like a, a staple you're going, you know, that you're no, <laughs> no, you're not, a, not a hat person. Not in the rays. But one of my friends has a theory that if you wear a hat on a first date, you like win the date already. So I wanted to know you, you guys. Really? Really? I thought it was going to be like the, the lesbian saying this, but I wanted to read on it. <laughs> huh. Okay. I always feel like if I'm wearing a hat, it's like I'm, I'm, there's something I'm hiding. If it's like a first date or like the first, I don't know. Or it's like, no, sometimes it's just part of like a whole look, I guess. But I also think I look funny in yeah. hats. So I never like that wouldn't be i wouldn't put on a hat for my like first impression but evan no i wouldn't either I, I don't think that works in like like hetero first dates but i could definitely see how it would work on the dates you're going on you know like but you probably wouldn't have to wear the the hat because that's not a part of your style uh, i'm not a hat person but i she was talking no. about this and i was like that's kind of a move honestly interesting yeah <laughs> yeah oh wild i feel like it's a statement bit of a power move. yeah it's kind of like oh you thought this was you thought this was going to be a fine dining kind of situation no we're keeping it casual you know like we're getting to know each other right now no i get that so apart from um the sunscreen and the cleanser and the moisturizer do you are we getting any facials done are we seeing any estheticians what's going on in that realm okay i am very obsessed with acupuncture Ooh. i think it is one of the most important things that i've ever found this is like I want to say two years ago, um, I discovered acupuncture and I go to this woman uh, in the East Village and she like literally will just like read the energy on your body and do acupuncture. And um, it's kind of like pretty therapeutic. She'll like talk to you through what you're going through. You know, I, I always go and I talk a lot about like what I'm thinking about, what I'm interested in creatively. Um, and you know, as a writer also, it's just, it's so important to have that time where like, I can't look at my phone and she's just like putting needles in me and I'm just sitting there and yeah. I, I feel like it's actually after that, people always comment on how I'm glowing. It's every single time uh. after acupuncture. And so I feel like I'm more into acupuncture than facials. Yeah. That being said, I'm, I'm open to them. How are you introduced to it? How'd you find this, this woman in the East village? I, it was like last winter, I was really, you know. I just moved apartments and there was a lot of transitions going on in my life. And uh, I was having some food allergies. And one of my friends was like, I just found this acupuncturist. You should try her. She's like kind of hippy dippy. Like you're going to walk in and be like, where did you send me? But just try her, just email her. And I, it's pretty poetic. I actually went on my 27th birthday. Uh, it was like the first day off I had from work in a really long time. And I went like in the middle, it was like 11 a.m. <laughs> on my birthday. And she like looked at me and she was like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, it's so weird. Like, I'm not allergic to anything. But for some reason, like, I keep having these food allergies to food. And she just was like, sit down. <laughs> she, we really like spoke for an hour. She was like, what are you writing about? Like, what do you do? And we were talking, I was actually talking about fashion a lot. And I was talking about 
you know, I was working on my second book of poetry at the time and we were talking about writing and the creative process and she was just putting these needles in me casually. And at the end, I like got up to leave and I swear I have not had a food allergy since that day. Huh. And I, I thought a lot of people have stories like this. Hear me out. I actually promise she healed me on my birthday. <laughs> I mean, I believe, I believe it. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> That was a too long of a silence, which means neither. No, I haven't. No, but I like. I no, that's the zoom. That lag. is the zoom that's lag. The zoom yeah, lag. <laughs> Evan. Uh, Evan, have you had? Have you ever had acupuncture done? No, I've never. No, I'm, and I'm not afraid of needles. Um, I don't know. I think it's not that anyone has to sell me on it. I, like I'm sold on it. I just think, I, it's. I just have to rip off the bandaid and go and do it, and then I might be like converted to the point where I do it habitually. You know, um, but uh. How about you? Have you ever had it? Well, growing up, my dad was very much into like acupuncture and I'm trying to think of like other mm. other things that were a little more off kilter that certain certain like rituals he was really about. And I did get acupuncture once, but um, it was so long ago that I can't really remember. I was also feel like I was like too young to really like appreciate what was going on and kind of like observe how it affected my body or my mental state. But I do want right. to try it again because yeah, my dad's very much like acupuncture cured no I, I really i really trust your dad your dad's kind of turned you? you on to some some interesting things like uh like the co uh, cracking open a coconut in the middle of a crossroads yeah, to get some good that's luck a, that's a whole other uh, well we'll get into that story <laughs> a different time but yeah one time i uh uh he had me do this whole thing where i cracked a i was with evan i cracked a coconut at a point where like this sounds like a cult he, he was at his he was, it at was his like the middle of the pandemic like, i got it he was i had i had <laughs> spilt water all over my macbook and like completely fried it and i was like in the middle of finishing this like ep for a record deal i had just signed my life was like ending so i was like i have nothing to lose i'll do this evan and i went cracked this coconut and then like an hour later i get a text because i dropped off my laptop to the only place open in like all of manhattan that was still doing like repairs and they were like hey your laptops it's it's actually turned back on so i managed to save like all my files um even though like the computer was completely like it worked like i saved the files and then like two days later the computer completely like stopped working again so it just like worked enough for me to recover those files so sometimes i do yeah i listen to to the <laughs> to the weird things not weird because he'll listen to the wonderful uh suggestions my dad sends my way but enough about me uh let's get into we'll act like you're uh you're acupuncturist today yeah. we'll be asking you these questions <laughs> I um, love you can tell us about your writing process what you've been feeling lately we'll really get into it these are all my favorite topics you now have a new mm -hmm. gig you are the editor-in-chief at heist noviety what is what is that looking like right now how's that transition how are you feeling you're coming live from heist noviety right now um yeah, it's amazing. I'm on week four. So this is my one month anniversary. Yeah. Thank you for celebrating with me. Very special day. Um, it's really exciting. I, I started four weeks ago. I was in Berlin for two and a half weeks where headquarters was, um, you know, lots of intros, lots of meeting the team. Um, but mostly I'm just truly like excited. I wake up every morning with this like new energy. Uh, and I already thought I had so much energy. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just excited. I feel like there's such an interesting space right now in fashion for youth culture. And I'm excited to see what HS can do there and uh, really 
you know, bring this already influential brand to even new heights. Yeah. Well, speaking about that, it's like, what are you, are, are the things you're kind of focusing within the cultural zeitgeist different than what you're focusing on at your position at GQ? And like, what sorts of questions are you really like excited about and wanting to explore through, through High Snobiety? Yeah, I'm, I'm most excited. And I feel like I've done this throughout my careers. I've really been, you know, exploring this tension between, you know, youth culture and fashion. I think, such an interesting time to be a brand right now. It's such an interesting time to be a men's fashion magazine. It's such an interesting time, uh, you know, to even be like a young person coming up in fashion and magazines. And so I, I love that tension. And I feel like I've built my career off of, you know, pulling things towards the cultures, I guess, commenting the cultures, I guess, and exploring that. Um, but I'm excited in terms of like other, you know, my, my first job was at 17 magazine then I was at bustle and I, I helped to relaunch Nylon at the end of my time. And then obviously I was at GQ for quite a while. And I, to be at a, to have come up through these legacy publications and now to be at this brand that uh, can really move with the zeitgeist is just so exciting yeah. and new and such a new way of thinking of a magazine. I'm, I'm honestly excited. I, I think it's going to be amazing. And uh, so much is to come, especially the end of this year, next year. I, I can't wait to to show everyone yeah are you allowed to are, can you tease anything like can you tease what what are the the trappings of a willa bennett era what can we maybe even just like words like you can just like <laughs> throw out there <laughs> fucking get us ready for this shit um uh, i'm gonna say tie tie all right okay no one with that answer uh no i'm excited i, I really think like that space uh what i'm interested in right now is exploring is like what what is this moment between youth culture and fashion right now? And, you know, as someone who mm. quite literally spent their entire adolescence, like cutting up men's fashion magazines and repasting them as like paper dolls and being like, what's missing? I think to be at a place in a publication that's both set up and also, you know, leading this influential men's fashion brand uh, to comma on that space is just so, so, so exciting. And that's what excites me and gets me out of bed in the morning. And so... Yeah, it's truly going to be a blast. Yeah, I feel like social media and especially like TikTok now is really even more so ex completely like exploded the amount of people in the way we're able to like kind of document fashion and personal style nowadays. But um, do you think, do you ever focus on, since this is a skincare podcast, do you ever think about how people are now also documenting, documenting the way our everyone's personal skincare journeys as well? It's like a part of like our entire like image along with what we're wearing. Yes, it's all so, so, so personal is my short answer. Truly, I mean, I think personal style is literally the most personal thing in the world. You know, I started wearing ties around the same time I came out as queer. And, you know, I started becoming obsessed with menswear because I was a ballet dancer, but I didn't, you know, identify with the femininity of ballet. And, you know, as I have become more myself and grown into myself, you know, my, my personal style has always reflected that. And I think skincare and beauty does too. Um I'm super excited about the beauty space at HS, something we're all very interested in. We have an amazing beauty editor, Alex, who does really incredible reporting on the beauty space. Um, and I mean, even if you like step back and look at the industry, I mean, like YSL and Supreme, like, like all going into beauty, this is such a sign that it is, it, it's always been universal, but I feel like for the first time in a really long time, people are really, really paying attention to it. And, you know, it's, it's, becoming part of the zeitgeist like everyone identifies with beauty everyone has a relationship with beauty mm -hmm. you know even someone like me who uh you know only uses a set of phone moisturizer 
<laughs> and I'm going to be dragged for this. Like, you know, it's still important to me. It's something I think about and, you know, different iterations of my becoming. I, I've learned more and I've taken things less and you know it's all it's all mm-hmm. famous personal style i truly 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 believe yeah well i think it's interesting because i feel like on this podcast we like don't really shy away from using the the word beauty even though like we're quote-unquote a men's skincare podcast uh that word like, grooming's been co-opted uh but <laughs> <laughs> um okay. like there but i mean no it really like not, not because of that but like I always thought it was kind of funny how there were these euphemisms that like male public public like publications um directed toward men that would like totally they just wouldn't use this i mean obviously they wouldn't use the same language and for various reasons as like you know like 17 or like l but like it is kind of interesting now that we live in a time where like you know masculinity like social media and beauty are all like colliding and um i was thinking about how i was like in doing research before this podcast with you that while you were at gq um and you guys were launching like the uh, the grooming guides uh, series, like with other celebrities going through their skincare routines. That there wasn't a huge like skincare um, element to 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 GQ, and maybe there was, but um, I'm curious to know like how like High Snobiety is going to be exploring that like in the future. Yeah, I, well, first off, grooming gods was really a special project that a couple of us were really really passionate about, and it was because we saw this space in the men's space that was like why you know we like skincare truly is more than just like shaving cream and grooming products and so that's where that idea came from yeah. came from big ideas meaning and you know it started off as this like instagram tv series and you know towards the end of my time like pharrell was on youtube like screaming about grooming gods it was, it was truly so special to watch and just again proof of concept that beauty is universal and i, I can't say that enough like beauty is so universal um it's also just like personally a priority for me at HS, uh, I can say that concretely. Um, Alex, mm-hmm. who has does really, really amazing work in the beauty space. I, you know, even before I worked here, I was a fan of her work. Uh, she really covers it in a way that's like inclusive and it's about the next generation. And it's really in touch with the way that young people are talking about beauty and skincare. And so that was really exciting to me when I joined because I feel like we can really build out that space. And it's not like a thing that we're just like, hopping on because it's mm-hmm. cool like true like, sure. it is built out um and so i'm really excited to just take that to new heights with her and uh really really be in this space in like a real and authentic way um because again like it, beauty is universal it, it's personal it's intimate it's such it's such a personal thing to talk about your beauty routine and to really share it with someone and it's fascinating. You can learn yeah, a lot about something. That's what that's sure. what we aim to explore on this podcast. Um, and since like everyone, since everyone is you know covering beauty and skincare nowadays, do you have any uh, a lot of positives to social media? But do you have any um, annoyances with the way people engage with media nowadays? Hmm, that's interesting. Um, people engage with media. Um, I think for me as a writer. I am just always like looking at storytelling really critically. I think it's so, it, like for example, like I, I go to a New York Fashion Week show and like for me, like the storytelling starts by like the people waiting outside, you know, the people I run into on the way there, the people who are at the shows, the people like where they're gathering after, the bars they're going to after, the way they're talking about it. Like for me, it, it's so much around the community around the thing. And so 
mm-hmm. and it's all like feeding into this universe and it's storytelling and it, it's telling the story. And so I think for me, when something like feels inauthentic, like my like bullshit meter goes up. <laughs> yeah. And again, I think especially with this younger generation, they're they have even a greater bullshit meter than I do and anyone before, uh, you know, anyone has. And I, and I think, again, it's like telling stories, like really telling the truth, making it feel real. Um, and so I think you can clock that pretty quickly on social. Like your guys' Instagram, for example, is hilarious. And it's like not trying to be anything it's not. And to me, that's accessible. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be at HS because everyone that works here, like these cool young people who just like get culture and care about culture and pay attention to the zeitgeist mm-hmm. and respond to it in mm-hmm. real time. And I, I think that's the way you have to be and that's how you have to navigate fashion. And that's, you know, how you have to question things. And um, I think more and more that's how young people relate to each other too. And so for me, you know, as a storyteller, like your job is to tell the truth. And so that's what I've been thinking about a lot recently. Yeah. Do you have like, um, you, like in, in working with people younger than you now, and then also you have, I think you have two sisters, right? One's like 16, one's 18. Oh, someone did the- I know this because of a podcast, not because I am. It's like the you first mentioned them thing on a that podcast. comes up. <laughs> it's not, it's not that, um, that dig of a D or deep of a D. No, I, I know how that might sound weird that I know that, but I know that. Um, but um, I was wondering, like, what are some of the observations uh, that you've made like on their kind of media consumption habits that kind of just like baffle you because uh i feel like you know as emilio and i are growing older not too much older but like and i won't throw them under the bus like this but i'm just like i have no idea how to navigate tiktok at all which i know that's like a tired conversation but like is is there just are there just some ways that where you kind of even you disconnect even with like your own siblings on on media and you know i know you've been you you know you worked in social and you still do but like like what are what are the main differences and how we you and i and you know the the teens the goddamn like teens, seek out our teens, how they're uh yeah how we're consuming this shit totally i think it's a great question something i think a lot about um i actually when i was in college did my thesis on this i went to a middle school for a month of my senior year and basically wrote about how young people were changing magazines and uh, interpreting magazines and digesting magazines. Um, so I think a lot about this. I, I feel like ever since then, I've like made a pact to myself to like be on every platform and really just like embody the demographic. And so, for example, um, right now, like Be Real is one of the fastest growing social media platforms. I personally don't like Be Real because it always feels like it's screaming at me, but I have to be on it and I have to post on it regularly like a young person because I just think it's so important to like be doing the acts and, you know, engaging with content in that way. Um, You know, I was on Discord like, I want to say like three years ago. I Fortnite was really interesting. I just like my take on it is like you just have to lean in. It's kind of the same thing as like when something goes viral. It's like even if you maybe have a strong opinion on it. I think it's always important to like read it and think about it. Mm -hmm. All right. This says something that is going viral. Um, So I think a lot about that. Um, I do talk to my little sisters a ton. Uh, It's interesting. One of them just started college and I was texting her like to see like what, uh, what, like if you wanted like a gift or something, I like hadn't bought her a present in a really long time. I was like, it's like I haven't bought you a present in a long time. Like, anything you want. And we were kind of going back and forth about all of her friends wearing Dickies. And I was like, so interesting. 
stickies are like what's reaching young people on college campus right now. So yeah, I think a lot about that kind of stuff. Um, just why certain trends happen and and like, you know, my little sister had a lot of opinions on the Supreme drop that happened last week. And I thought that was really interesting to hear her opinion. So yeah, we, we, we really connect and bond over fashion and youth culture, but you know, again, I, I think she can, she has her unique point of view. And so for me, I just always try to like, you know, read the book that's popping off on book talk or, you know, go to palace and, you know, see why so many young people are here on this random Thursday, you know, to make the effort to go in the store. So yeah. What do you guys think? What's like your biggest insecurity about the, well, about these people? <laughs> Well, no, I think maybe not to sound like an old man, but I think what's interesting about like be real. I'm like I everyone I knows it. on it, and I'm all I'm not, yeah. You hate it, yeah. It's just always screaming at me. Well, I always feel like it. It's doing the opposite of what um what its intention was. In that, like now, I think since we are so surveilled, like whether we're on either like Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, we're on you know be real, we're on like Depop, we're on everything. Like your whole entire like existence especially if you live uh on the coasts like is how how cool can you make your life look even when it's supposed to look as authentically mundane Mm -hmm. at times you know and uh, i think that's my issue with it in that like uh, people are just consciously just like always thinking about you know i mean like it's not that huge of a thought it's just like you're just always on brand mode for yourself. And it's just like, does it ever get fucking tiring? You know? Yeah. Or I just always like, I do notice like our friends that have be real. Um, I'm not on it. Every time it like the notification comes on, then they're like, they go into like this, like quick, like, all right, we got to curate, curate yeah. how this like authentic image is going to, is going to look, you know? So I, but right. maybe eventually we'll get on it. I just, uh, yeah, I feel like everything, I feel like I need so much time. You seem to have just like a really, really amazing, like natural, like intense curiosity of how everything is like moving forward. And I feel like you really have to have that to truly invest the time amongst like also being a person and having like a job because it is kind of like observing what's going on online and keeping up with like the trends or not even necessarily understanding it, but like trying to observe what's going on is like a full-time job for sure. Yeah, and I think like, and you're also in a position to have to like make sense of it in a way that isn't just like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, you know, maybe I'm projecting here, but just have like a hater mentality going into anything that they don't understand. But like you're you you are you have like an open mind in engaging with like youth culture. And um, I think I think everybody who used to be like a part of the youth culture are now like aging out. I'm just thinking about like our kind of like small demo, (laughs) you know, the ones who are online and then like finally seeing like, you know, anyone who like kind of was in like the 2013 like the 2019 kind of like oh i'm online they're seeing that like oh wait the things that i do aren't necessarily being reflected in what these fucking teens are doing now and i don't know i think it's just an interesting thing to watch and try to understand totally yeah i I think about this a lot like we especially yeah we're like in that weird generation where we grew up mostly online but we still Mm -hmm. had like like my childhood, I, I really wasn't online that much. I really like sat in my room and like read men's fashion magazines like every single day in like my class and like wrote in my journal. Like those were the I was doing it. It wasn't yet. I didn't have a smartphone. Like, you know, that, that stuff happened later. So we are kind of that last generation that knew what it was like to be a person and, uh, you know, make mistakes and mm-hmm. 
get in a fight with a friend and then go home and like actually have space from it. Uh, so I think a lot about that developmentally, the younger generation, I was really like critically thinking about that in the pandemic, kind of helping my sisters through middle school via Zoom. And it was like, suddenly it went from having these two lives that were like one in person, one online to like just having it online and what that meant. And uh, yeah, it's really, really interesting to watch. I, I feel like in some ways it made my job, uh, you know, working in social and digital and at these publications, like feel even more urgent and more important because it was like, this is their, this is, this is their connection to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, thinking as, you know, we go back to school and, you know, my sister starting in college, like thinking about that demographic and what's that, like she hasn't had real school in like two years now. And now yeah. she's oh, yeah. campus and, you know, what are, what are the what is what is my job as you know leading a, a fashion title in this age to reach this demographic? Like what is what am I supposed to be saying? What what's helpful? What's excess? And so yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that. Um, but I think Be Real is this really interesting platform where it's trying to be the like anti-social media, like you can be yourself. It expires, but it, it's like you still have all the same feelings. You're still like posing, mm-hmm. like you know if you're with a at lunch like you watch them maneuver their table it there's so much just like innate in us where i'm like yeah this like glitching app is not the answer um right but i well i think it's all the same feelings yeah yeah well it's funny too because it's like you can save it you can like put it on other channels you know it's like yeah, everyone's it literally just it. like uh an aesthetic right mm-hmm. and um i it, like i'm always curious i'm curious to know like do you ever find yourself even as like open-minded as you are with like the youth culture, like finding your place, finding, finding yourself in a place of judgment. Like, I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, where your sister goes to school or whatever, but like, it's funny that like, I don't know when someone says someone's wearing dickies, it feels kind of like, like the, like the, the girls are wearing dickies. It's like, all right, like, is this like two years ago? Like, you know, or are they doing that thing where they're trying to make it like where they, oh they do one little, uh, where they roll it, you know, to, to get it that like, nothing. <laughs> that's a tiktok thing that's a thing yeah. okay but i don't know do you ever find yourself being like well i don't know where you guys are getting all of that from you know uh, <laughs> i honestly just like any time that she's like reflecting her sense of style i just celebrate it because i'm like it's so hard to grow up like this is one of the hardest things in the world I'm, hey, if wearing dickies make you feel good about yourself like please wear six pairs like so <laughs> no to that, but I <laughs> Okay. I sound like such an asshole now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just like grow like do you remember how awful it is? Like it's so hard yeah. to be yeah. for the first time, like meeting friends. Yeah, it, it's so tough out there. Um, well, I feel like, yeah. And I feel like once you're like, you're, if you're always like kind of paying attention to these kind of things, like you're always kind of going to look back in time and see yourself and be like, not to say this is going to happen to anybody wearing dickies right now, but I'm like imagining all the different like fashion eras that I've grinded through and how much I want to burn all those images. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I think that's normal. And I, one story that does come to mind is like my little sister, like telling me that she found Avril Lavigne on TikTok was really funny because I was like, what? <laughs> you found, she found what on TikTok? She like figured out who Avril Lavigne was on TikTok. Oh. And like that to me, I was like, that's so earnest yeah like it didn't make me judgmental i just like smiled and i was like well at least it's reaching her um but to the social media point something that i think uh influences a lot of my work is like looking how young people use these platforms so my first week 
uh, I like I was in a meeting with the social team and uh, we were like kind of brainstorming different ideas because we were throwing a party. And I was like, why don't we put it on close friends? And so we put the party invite on close friends and it's like a collection of uh, like our high snob community. And, you know, we've gotten a ton of press. We've gotten a ton of people really excited about the feature. And, you know, we have now this like group of really, really, really focused, exciting, influential followers in one place. And to me, that's such a valuable way to communicate with your audience. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. Like that truly came from a conversation I was having about how young people like don't post to their feed anymore and they're barely posting to stories and they only use Instagram for close friends. So all this to say is like, I think it is important to watch these trends and really not even from a professional standpoint, but just you know, as we talk about like brands missing the mark and, you know, not telling authentic stories, it is important to remember, like, you know, reaching young people, sometimes it's right in front of you. Sometimes it's like the most like it's how they're using the platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speaking of um, speaking of posting less on the grid and on your story, we here at the podcast, you know, we're always examining what how dudes are behaving online. And we like to ask our guests, how should what's the appropriate way for men and not like you know not like young younger kids you know because they're just growing up and they're figuring out their way but how should how should people like evan and i be posting online i mean a lot of people will always ask me like questions about their social and a lot of my friends will like send me their captions and stuff and i'm always like i think it just has to feel like a reflection of you it's like truly storytelling it's you know, it's like one of those things. It's like no one can, no one should write your captions for you. It should just be like an extension of you. And it should almost feel like drinking water. And it's like communication and it's transparency almost. And it's, yeah, I always say like it should just feel like drinking water. I think the harder you try, the cringier it is. And yeah. I think TikTok is such an interesting platform to look at because it's, you're like staring at yourself making a video and there's probably nothing more embarrassing. <laughs> But you can tell in the content that performs, it's always the people who just like truly lean into their personality and like truly lean into that. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I would just say like, try the best to be yourself and not take it too seriously, but also, uh, you know, you to actually say something. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's the issue. Evan and I, we have no personalities and we're... <laughs> We're still, oh my God. we're working on that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one of those things where you, if you're, if you're an anxious person to begin with, you know, like myself, it's like you're overthinking everything. And, it, and honestly, I think, well, the, the things that really, I think, perform well on social media are the characters that you see, which sometimes turn into the characters of the week and get uh, totally dunked on. Um, but, you know, those people are very, they're, they have kind of like a, there's something very they they have an entertainment they're they're very entertaining and i think it's like from almost like a sociopathic kind of like need for attention but I, you find a lot of entertainment in that i don't know like like you're like wow i can't believe this person's real right totally. i'm talking about the people who go viral go viral not necessarily like the people that you think like oh these people are like fun silly cute whatever you know Totally. I mean, speaking of young people, my little sister is like, oh, I don't watch TV. I just go on TikTok and watch series. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, don't watch TV. <laughs> or like, she'll well, no, that big, that, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I, I was going to say, she'll be, no, I mean, are we were... <laughs> <laughs> Zoom. Uh, go, no, go, somebody go, somebody go. <laughs> I'm <gonna> go. <laughs> Not me. I'm never seeing you again. 
I said too much. <laughs> oh, no, no. All right. So, well, because we asked you about like the annoyances with like how people are engaging with media. I just like, I don't know. Maybe is there something beautiful about TikTok? Like, yeah, sure, there is. Like, at a very kind of like, 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 you know, the world's ever changing kind of way. But like, I don't know. It makes me really, really like. I was. Can you watch like a three-hour movie and still like enjoy it? Or are you just itching for that like? 18 eight second clip or like reaching for your phone like do you want i don't know like i'm i'm trying to figure this out yeah i think we all are <laughs> i think uh yeah we're, we're all trying to figure out what the what the tiktok phenomenon means for culture uh but what i think is interesting it was like it really re it really helped retool like thinking about how you follow people because the for you page is an algorithm. It's not necessarily you follow. And that was something that like Instagram had kind mm. of like integrated. It was like, you followed a certain amount of people. Like it was an echo chamber. It was like the people that you allowed yourself to see versus TikTok. You know, there's obviously it's not perfect, but it, it was kind of like made this trend of like, we serve you content and it kind of gives more power to the platform. So I think a lot about that where it's like TikTok holds a lot of power in that mm-hmm. they kind of control mm. what and not versus you know instagram it's like my same people that i look at every single day (laughs) so i don't know you guys right we could get i could get really nerdy about this and talk about the pros and cons and the problematic and blah 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 but like it really it really is interesting even if you take a step back and you're like oh shit it's true. Yeah, I mean, you're just like constantly exposed to like so much more. There's like a full, like crazy reach with TikTok. Because even like I, I make music too, and it's really insane how it's just completely changed the landscape in the last like two years. Like TikTok really yeah. like dictates like a certain segment of like, or it 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 can change artists' career like overnight. Oh, hundred. And it's one of those um, social media apps where it's like, does it? Does it reward the 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 right person? But who's the right person? You know what I mean? Well, I mean in terms of like whatever, like in in like what if you're in a meritocracy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you know the best like rises to the top, right? But like with TikTok, you know the the how you become how you're discovered can be based on like many different factors, mm-hmm. right? And uh, is this really like the best song? You know what I mean? Or is it just catchy and it's like, it does it, it works with the moment, you know, or is like, is it just because this person looks a certain way? Is that the reason why they deserve attention? You know? Totally. I, I think it's from like the style, uh, young person perspective. And like, I've watched emerging designers like completely blow up almost like it's unsustainable. And then, you know, they'll drop something, the next item or, another drop and it's like completely tanks and so it is that weird thing where it's like you can kind of become an overnight sensation and you're like why this person and yeah you can get really 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 in the weeds of it and i've read a ton of think pieces on it none of them have really like hit it on the head for me there's definitely a blank space in terms of you know what tiktok's done to you know emerging artists Mm -hmm. emerging musicians emerging designers young people the way young people consume content the way you know, you know, my little sister will be like, oh, I saw that magazine cover on TikTok. And I'm like, you saw that on TikTok? <laughs> right. <laughs> Get you on TikTok first. But it makes sense, of course. Like, teens are living on the yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. That is their everything. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, something that you know, I think you should, le- like, everyone should just lean into because I feel like it's happening regardless of if you, like, you know, cross your arms and are like, TikTok's stupid. Like, it- this is happening in culture regardless. 
Um, but do I think it'll be like this forever? No. Do I think there'll be more be reels and there'll be more, you know, discords and there'll be, you know, platforms that like yeah. go and become mainstream really quickly? Of course. I mean, every single young person on Discord right now, it's one of the coolest things. And mm-hmm. be real mm-hmm. has our generation and the younger generation. And honestly, I feel like even above, I mean, be real is just everywhere right now. It's having its moment. It knows no boundaries. Wow. We got to, we got to keep up with a lot. Evan and I got to get Yeah, I mean, it. I think a lot of brands are trying to figure out like like how to be successful on like these apps and like it or they'll have one thing that goes viral like what you're saying like like you know um you know a brand will drop um like a collection or something or the next week there'll be a drop and then like that just doesn't do well at all. And I it's 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 I feel like before people knew how to you know choose the right ingredients to make like a moment and now people are don't really know how to do it do you know how to do it yeah it's funny people always ask that i think the key is just to like be responding to the zeitgeist and engaging with it i think you know like what do you have to say like mm-hmm. what is this actually saying i feel like i i am asking that of content a lot where i'm like what is this adding and so i feel like for me at hs everything is super super intentional and i really just am interested in intentionality, especially in the space and in fashion and youth culture. It's like, you know, being intentional at what you're saying is going to say more than mm-hmm. just, you know, trying to say everything. Um, and I feel like throughout my career, you know, I've always brought these like young voices into these legacy publications that sometimes are surprising and sometimes make a lot of sense. And, you know, again, it's like about the intentionality. Like if something is maybe quote unquote off brand, it's like, well, that for a reason, or if you use a certain photographer or, you know, attaching the writer to a piece like it all is intentional it's all part of the story and the content and i think from an outsider's perspective and just like you know looking back at stories i've really connected with over the years stories i haven't brands that i'm obsessed with you know it it comes down to intentionality and purpose and again like telling the truth and um really you know not belittling things like tiktok and not belittling this younger generation but really like engaging with them and taking them seriously and reaching them and so I think for me, that's what HS is really about right now and what I'm kind of encouraging everyone, you know, in the industry to kind of take notice of is like, you know, fashion and youth culture are in this really interesting place. And I'm just excited to continue to be that place for young people. I'm, I'm, I'm inspired. Intentionality. That's the, uh, that's a word I've been thinking about a lot these days. Um, Evan, do you have any more questions or should we get into some segments? We don't want to hold you too long. You've probably got a busy day. <laughs> uh, no, we're good. 3 okay, p.m. Cool. We have 15 PM. minutes, guys. All right. All right. Incredible. Incredible. Ask me anything. So let's uh, let's go ahead and Nick's Dewey Rude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, I know, right? I don't feel like, I don't feel like um, Willa has anything rude to say about anyone or anything. Unless there's an abstract idea yeah. that you want to just like, you know, it could be just like, I'm done with this this hater beat, you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I have beef with right now. Um, I don't know. We're gonna have to come back to that one. Beef. Um, maybe my phone. Honestly, I feel like recently I've been like, all right, turn off your phone now. It's time to be present. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of at war with my screen time at the moment. I just, yeah, I'm truly like always on it, and it's not great. Do you feel like it comes and uh, gets in the way of like your personal relationships? No. I usually try like when I'm 
like with someone i'm like all right be present stay off your phone willa but um yeah no, definitely just like before i go to bed at night i'll just like literally scroll for hours it's Shit, yeah. doing no one any good and then i'm like wonder why you have bad dreams it's like hmm because you were reading that twitter thread for 60 <laughs> hours oh what was the twitter thread that that had to have been like a, its own dewey rude <laughs> i had the craziest dreams last night and i swear it was because i was on twitter it's i blame twitter you can get into like holes and holes and holes there's sometimes i'll be like going to bed and then i scroll like past the tweet that's like one of it says like one of 60 and i like slowly start like the thread and then i'm like no 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 this i can't i can't go into this like right now because i'll be <laughs> yeah i'll have i'll have bad dreams well, I just thought, like, like, why don't you just put that, like, on a sub stack at that point? You know, it's like... <laughs> why don't you just monetize it? <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, okay, so, Dewey, Dewey, Dude of the Week. I almost said Dewey, Dude of the Week. Dude of the dude Week. Dude of the Week. <laughs> Who's your Dude of the Week? Yeah. Anyone that's been living rent-free in your mind doesn't necess- doesn't actually have to be a dude. Could, you know, just anyone you want to highlight someone that's brought joy to your life this week or recently dude of the week my favorite question um uh i'm like obsessed with omar Apollo right now i've literally been it's not even right now just i'm in a big phase right now i feel like he just dropped a couple more songs and they've really been on repeat through every stage of my life of moving jobs uh and i when i was in berlin i was just like on repeat 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 and he's coming to new york and i'm so excited to see him um so I guess he's my dude of the week. Steve Lacey's like top of the charts, killing it right now. Yeah. That's someone I've like listened to for a long time and I'm so proud of him. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that there's two. So you can have two as a tree. Yeah, you got two of them. Two as a tree. <laughs> Steve Lacey ha- has had like a lot of songs recently. I mean, he's, you know, always done well, but like a few have really gone viral on TikTok, right? As yeah. of late. Yeah. He's really reaching the younger generation really effectively uh his style is great mm-hmm. yeah he's just someone that i've been listening to forever but i feel like right now even like my dad texted me the other day being like steve lacy's great like you showed me him like it's yeah. just interesting i'm like how did he reach <laughs> you <laughs> but you know it's a sign I, i'm so happy for him and i think he's so talented and so deserving and back to our point so intentional, intentional yeah. about the way he dresses and acts and um yeah i'm i'm really happy for him for sure. I bet he has a great skincare routine. You should get him on here. He's great. Great glowing skin. Yeah, we got to start. We got to start sending out some emails, just spraying and praying. <laughs> if, you got, if, you, if you got that publicist contact, let's go, you know. Um, yeah, I feel like Steve Lacey. Yeah, I feel like that's interesting that you you um, you introduced him to your dad. I mean, like, I think he's been someone who's been doing it like, like we've said, like a long time, but he's like been able to su- sustain like a certain um like amount of like fame and critical acclaim and like probably financial success in a way that i feel like it's getting harder and harder for a lot of you know emerging artists or celebrities you know totally and he was kind of doing that emerging thing while building this like hyper loyal fandom which i always appreciated it was like maybe he didn't have that many followers for a couple years but like the people who followed him like would literally like buy his merch, listen to him, like sell at his concert. Like they were so hyper yeah. with him. And I think that's what kind of drew my curiosity towards someone like him because it was like, oh, like he's really building out this sphere um and this universe. Yeah, yeah I think so clear. Yeah, I think the artists that are really able to have like longevity and 
sustainability in their careers like are the ones that are able to build that really like loyal loyal intense following right that's why it's like always nice to talk to like people who you know are either like have been really grinding for a long time and are kind of like they're on the periphery of whatever success is coming their way because it's like it's so much better to like not that steve lacy is necessarily this case study but like to get that big big success like later in life you know what i mean not when you're you don't know what to do with it but it's like a slow build um yeah i mean like us with this <laughs> podcast for the last three years that was- it's like we can we can only be the dewey dudes for so long though <laughs> yeah so that's true. why i love your instagram because it's so clear what you guys do but it's like yourself and yeah i feel like you guys do have loyal followers i told you i was like sitting at a bar and people were talking about it and yeah that's i don't know cool. what you guys do is it does like feel intentional and real and yeah i think it's cool you that you have like loyal fans for sure like people are talking the, about we'll, we'll we'll see when the merch drops how loyal they are <laughs> no, i'm kidding yeah that's that's the that's the dewey difference right there no yeah we um, I, should we, we get the merch i need oh <laughs> we got some hats coming well it's a reissue of some merch we it's a reissue we, hats. we, we dropped like a year circle, ago guys. oh yeah there you go time to wear that hat to your first date <laughs> um no (laughs) (laughs) okay well that's a good way to start off the uh our closing segment uh the do we do's and don'ts where we just shout out to our audience you know what we should be doing what should we uh should be avoiding um but yeah do we do uh wear a hat on your first date uh let's see if um there really is some sort of mimetic magic to that maybe you'll have some success um and meet the one uh, yeah, as long as the Dewey Dudes ones, I think it's like a you're like I have good taste. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, but they're gonna be like, why are you wearing a hat that says Milf on it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those like if you know, you know. Um, exactly, you I, know, you know. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I usually wear a hat on the first day because I would never tell someone not to wear something. So I feel like I'm the wrong person to ask. Like my friend was telling me the story, I was like, I would never do that simply, but sure. Yeah, you know yeah. What? she has confidence point of view good things to show on a first date yeah well i feel like with men it's like oh what's he hiding that's the thing you know <laughs> maybe yeah, we're projecting that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> hiding the thinning hair do we do uh try to be more intentional in 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 your posts in your and everything that you do i'm trying to i'm trying to have more not that i wasn't like a compassionate person but i'm trying to you know really understand where people are coming from more nowadays we're putting more of like a focus and emphasis on it because it's easy to just like i don't know get so stuck in your own thoughts i love that. well it's, it's nice to have a guest on too uh that is very like radiates positivity yeah um i love all our guests i love them all no matter who you are but <laughs> it's really easy for someone like me when i get like another hater on i'm like fuck yeah let's just start hating. let's go and i'm trying not to do that um maybe i need to go visit your acupuncturist acupuncturist in the east village and maybe she'll change my life and i'll have like a just a new (laughs) i'll hook it up i'll I'll send you the deeds please do okay what do you i have a question what do you guys think of wearing more than one tie at a time oh do we don't I'm talking like five. Like we're going hard on this. Going five? Nope. I think you have to go five. I think you can't going like two, two would be yeah. kind of weird. Go big or go I think home. Like an, um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I like the way I like, I like, what, how are you going to wear them? Like layering them? We'll see. <laughs> There's, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah. He's really thinking about it. 
I'm really thinking about. Well, I'm thinking about layering and layering seasons coming up. It is. I'm so excited. Back to school weather. You know, do we do? Um, try try to refrain from getting too emotional and texting some people you don't want to text. We know that. We know that brisk. Br- it's gonna it's gonna hit you, and you're gonna feel like, damn, it's it's time to. You know, it hit me. you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Speaking of social media, there was a tweet that just went out that's like, it's pre cuffing season. I was like, it's simply not. It's pre-cuffing. still summer. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so hot. Today. But it was going viral. I was like, yeah. And I'm like, it's literally factually not. Yeah. Let's check. Let's tell the truth, guys. True, true. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Is it cuffing season already? Absolutely not. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, I thought someone told me like a few months ago it was anti-cuffing season. Like everybody was becoming uncuffed. So I think it's not cuffing season because I think most people they they want to yeah they want to let careful. <laughs> I'm trying to make I'm trying to make a fashion metaphor okay. here. Um, what, yeah, what's it called? Tie with hang the, loose. Is that when when. <laughs> No, no, like when, when, um, you know, all the unhemmed pants with the, uh, when they're like the break, you want to, you want to see those motherfuckers break on the shoe, you know, you know, you got to let it breathe. Oh, true. That's what, yeah. So I don't know if that's cuffing season quite yet. It's too hot for it. Um, you know, we are, we're, we were commenting on the fact that like, you know, last summer everyone was like, wow, it's a, it's a hot girl, a hot, well, no, maybe they, they were saying it's a slut summer or summer slutty. What, they, what were they saying last year, Emilio? I don't think they were saying that. Um, what were they? Okay. No, they were. They were like, yo, it's about to be a slutty summer. I, I feel like, like this summer was not slutty for no. anyone. No. I thought it was like a... I thought last summer... I don't know. I get lost. Like, when, uh, when was white boy summer? When I, I've lost track. I still feel like it's 2020. Weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Minus. Here's something I actually do want your guys' take on in the okay. last, like, 20 seconds of this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yes. And yeah. started dating someone new, and she was like, everything's great, but she's like, his skincare routine is not great. Does she break up with him? Does she... You can... I said, you talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, you can... But I want... You two are the expert. You tell me what you think. You can... You can you know, definitely lead the dog to water. Um, you're like, you don't... <laughs> definitely... <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the, the right woman, the right woman can make, you know, the voices go away, you know, like, uh, yeah, she can fix them. She can you know? fix them, It seems yeah. like, a, seems like a, a project, and it could be fun, it will. and they can grow closer in, in that activity, and I think she could just send them our podcast or our page, and yeah, I think, it, I don't think it's a red no, flag. It would no, require so. a lot of commitment, so. but I think if they're worth, if the, if the relationship is worth it, Unless it's like really bad, like, I, like how you would have to be like doing something like 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 having no routine would be would be like better than if he were like yo I'm 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 going out and I'm I need to get my like thirty minutes of sun without sunscreen on you know like that's the routine like if it was like an anti skincare routine yeah I think that would be a big red right anti skincare is bad but no skincare everyone started somewhere true yeah i agree i think it's just so personal i don't know i'm like let's not judge let's let's talk about it yeah (laughs) calling in not calling out as they say i was like this sounds like a straight person thing (laughs) yeah we we nip this in the butt second date (laughs) (laughs) that's good well willa thank you so much for coming on truly been a very 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 lovely 
podcast episode. Where can people find yes. you? I am Willa H. Bennett, Instagram, Twitter, all of the other ones. Um, be real, you know, I'll <laughs> get an up close glimpse of my day to day life. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm slowly getting off be real. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. So fun to talk. Can't wait for you guys to archive all your Instagram posts now. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we have to do that. That's that's the do we do right there. Um, well, thank you so much, Willa. Of